Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour Podcast, and yes, the rumours are true, we're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So, don't waste any time, grab your tickets today, and come and watch me, Alfie, and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie there, isn't it? Yeah. uk. See you in May. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're the behind the scenes of YouTube. YouTubers. Yeah. On a whole. They're cunts. <laughs> I was Christian Ronaldo's social media manager for two years. Like, it was mental. Stephen tries nonscape. Yeah. What's it that? It was a mad week. You Just could have been the ape side, man. I know! I've told him loads of times. I can be this, guys! <laughs> that's the sort of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people just don't see. They see a video go up and they just think that that stays and it's like, here's what it is. Yeah. It is not what it is. Jack Mates Happy Hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack Mates. Happy hour. No Jordan today, because the trains in Norwich uh, are shit. The trains everywhere are shit. My train was all right. Well, you're such a <laughs> bragging. You've been to uni. We get it. <laughs> What's that got to do with trains? I don't know. That's just my go-to, go-to line. How are you, Steve? You all right? Not too bad. Yeah. How are you? I'm all right, thank You've you, You've been banned from Twitter, so you're not that good. Yeah, woke up this morning, banned from Twitter for a week this time. First time was a couple of months ago. I called Katie Hopkins a cunt. It seems to be the word cunt. Yeah, I used it twice in this tweet. Somebody said that if you use the word cunt twice in a tweet, you get banned. That's very specific. <laughs> so that's that's two... That's a, so the first time was for 24 hours, this time's for a week, next time's going to be a month, or it could be a free strike you're out raw, and I could be off Twitter. So Imagine stay tuned that. for that. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> Guys, today we have a very important guest. We have a guy called Harry Hugo, who is the CEO of Go Agency, which is one of the leading social media market agencies in the world. Is that right? That'll do. That'll do. I'm a, co- I'm a co-founder, one of three, but yeah, that will take CEO. Okay. He'll be absolutely furious, the other two founders, that I'm a CEO. So I'm going to put out there that I didn't say that. <laughs> well, you've worked with like pretty much all the UK YouTubers yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And I, I just thought today, because we've been friends for quite a while, I would mm-hmm. say, and uh, you, you often share some, some horror stories with me in the old WhatsApp group chat. So yeah, I thought yeah. today we'll just talk about who you are, what you do, and, and how cunty YouTubers can be. <laughs> well, that, that is the topic of this podcast, right? Every yeah. single week. Yeah. Your so, <laughs> channel has yeah, grown off the back of that. So I thought, perfect, I'm a perfect man for it. And you had great success with Stu, who's a good friend of mine, who came on the show and kind yeah. of 
showed the other side of YouTube to what you guys can offer, which is the front line. We're kind of in the background trying to make sure you guys get paid and you can do this for for a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, you show us behind the YouTube curtain. Which yes, exactly. I think people, the uh, the listeners, they, they they sometimes moan when we have guests like guests that we enjoy. This is our show. We do what we want. But like sometimes they'll go, oh, we don't care about musicians we don't care about this we don't care about that but with the Stuart one people fucking love that Mm because i think they really love seeing like yeah a lot of people don't realize how much goes on behind just the video they're watching yeah yeah i I was fascinated by when you put the tweet out about the topic of what the podcast was going to be today the Mm. comments and the replies were like genuinely really good questions people that are thinking about Mm. the inner workings of it which i thought was there was it a lot of light on it, uh, what your audience is interested in. There was a lot of raid shadow legends. Oh, we're, <laughs> so many people. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get it's to that. Okay. Operation. <laughs> That's unpaid. Yeah. First time they've ever done unpaid marketing. <laughs> Always about the money. You're Always welcome. about the money. Uh, before we get into all the ins and outs of YouTube and whatnot, um, what's your go-to meal deal? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. It's a while since I've had a meal deal. Is um, it? I don't go for a chicken, chicken and bacon. Uh, I'd mix it up between a stuffing or a or a or a, uh, or a mayo, like okay. Which one, depending on where I'm going to, yes. Yeah. Sainsbury's, so Tesco. You're the first person that's exactly the same as me. I go chicken, bacon, lettuce, right? Yeah. In the summer months, <laughs> winter months, stuffing is it's a bit. Like a roast dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'd add a, a quavers, right? Ooh. Because they're just a, an elite, elite crisp. Now, Are if they? there's a chili, uh, Thai sweet chili Walkers, and yeah. I'll have that above but, quavers. Yeah, probably. Right. Um, I'm not a summer, winter months with crisps. <laughs> uh, quavers, uh, though, are real. They, they come, they've, they've released a six-pack of quavers now, which is like a mini-pack of quavers, but they do it in six-packs in a multi-pack. Right. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> this is the content we want. <laughs> uh, and, um, and then the drink. I'm really boring. Mm. I'd probably have a. I'd probably have a water. Would you? Yeah, just to wash down the quavers. Quavers quite overpowering in terms of flavour. See, that surprises me because you're obviously successful in your own field. You're you, you're you're business minded. You're savvy. You've probably earned your coins. <laughs> that would. I thought you'd get be all over the smoothies. Uh, so you're looking at how I can get the most value for my three pounds. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, I'd, look, I'd take a smoothie, but that'd be a morning. That'd be a morning <laughs> right. purchase. Okay. The innocent, but you don't get a lot for your money when it comes to the innocent. They price it high. Yeah. Actually, what you get is not a lot. Whereas, so so are they, Harry, as a man in the know, are they... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm a CEO of Meal Deals UK. <laughs> are they screwing us over by overpricing the larger smoothie? So when we get the smaller one as part of the meal deal, we think we're getting a deal. Yeah. Really, we're getting fucked. <laughs> it's not something I've thought a lot about. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like the chicken and the bacon sandwich is like an, a, is a premium so like a ham and cheese sandwich I know they're I know they're pushing it out for like 10 or 15p what chicken yeah. and bacon one they might be making it for 25p yeah. like getting an edge there <laughs> uh, he actually thinks about the manufacturing the, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the quavers ah, no, I just like quavers <laughs> only time I've ever had quavers I'm not a big quavers fans, uh, fan I think I think Fiona loves them what are you going to say it's just weird that you're ready to call me out you, you have something in your mind that's the only time you've ever had quavers <laughs> yeah. I feel like quavers was I just like, like that, a childhood this snack this then... really sad but I like the problem solving element of quavers that's <laughs> not a jigsaw it, <laughs> how is it going to fit in my mouth and they're all different <laughs> how am I going to crunch it down how is it going to fit like they're like round some of them are curled yeah some of them you have to bite off a little bit before exactly. you put the whole yeah, thing a, in there's a problem solving element to quavers but they're, they're, they are they're safe like with a Dorito you can get a little stab in the roof of your oh, mouth for them yeah, right? right quavers are safe with quavers the last time I had them I'll tell you I'll tell you why I know it 
is um, I had them. If you have quavers, you put them all in your mouth and then you get some water. Is that how you put them in as well? Mush- yeah, wave <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your fingers. So, for people listening, I, I can't even describe what he did. <laughs> Snowflakes falling from the sky around his mouth. <laughs> you just absorb quavers, they're so light. But I, I, you mix it with water and then you go in the bathroom. Why are you looking at me like that? What the hell are you talking about? Hear me out. You spit it into the toilet bowl. It resents. <laughs> I swallow them. <laughs> no, it resembles sick, right? More than any other crisp, right? Oh. Try it, and then you can convince your mum to not let you go to school that day. Oh right, so I like how you said try it. I'm 26. <laughs> you, can, you can try it any age. Trust me. Not to not go to school. Right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Harry, um, go agency. Yeah. I want to. In a minute, I want to strip back and, and find out if you did in more normal jobs. But mm. just for just for context to the listeners, what what is go agency? Yeah. And and, and what are you within that? So yeah, we started the business four and a half years ago. Um, we saw as the the business of influencers and YouTube grew uh, very early on that mm. there was an opportunity. Um, I know Stewie comes from far more of the talent management side, and that's mm-hmm. why we work together quite a lot. Um, he went down the route of we're going to sign the talent, we're going to own the talent in mm. some ways, um, and lots of influencers have management. We went the other way and knew that, to be honest, YouTubers at that point were pretty fickle. Right. No matter who managed them, um, it's about controlling the money. And yeah. the brands are the ones who actually pay the money. So if we, if you imagine that there was there was two layers in influencer marketing before, there was the, the brand who had the money and then they went straight to the talent manager. Right. We kind of squeezed in the middle and went, okay, well, we'll tell you how to do the strategy piece, how to do the, the approach, actually help you identify the right influencers rather than be biased as a talent manager to only push the talent that they look after. Yeah. Because obviously they, as a talent manager, you only get your cut on the people that you look after. Yeah. So you're only ever going to shoehorn brands into using them, despite right. them not being right. So we kind of represent the brand. And that's why we work with all sorts of different YouTubers rather than the talent managers who I all lo- I, I really get on with. Mm. They only look after their set. Yeah. Um, now that set could be huge or it could be a few people, but we're, we're kind of sitting above that as basically agents for the brand with a, with a media agency for the brand. So we're 120 people now wow. um, in four and a half years. Got office okay. in London, in New York, in Singapore. Uh, we didn't raise any money. We, we did this through growing through profit and the, it, the, uh, the business that has grown um, has been a, a statement really to the the growth of the industry and YouTube as you know, people listening to this know has just gone from strength to strength and the money that's being pumped into it and the money that uh, you you guys earn as uh, a significant... Well, not so much money. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I know that. <laughs> um, no, but there, there's a lot of money in the market and brands are willing to pay for it, right? They, they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars every single year on TV, which they know is in decline and YouTube is where the attention is or influencers um, accounts on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or Facebook or TikTok, whatever it might be. Yeah. That's where people are actually spending their time in their evenings, in between adverts on TV, like all these different things that actually there's a time for them to invest. Right. And they're investing far, far greater amounts of money than they were five years ago. But did you did you always have an interest in YouTube before you started to work yeah, in it? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a fanboy, but I, I enjoy YouTube content more than... I enjoy TV content. I like the opportunity that I have to dip in and out of different things as and when I want it. Um, I liked I liked being friends with the YouTubers to understand a bit more about them as to why they're creating the content. It's kind of why we got in touch in the first place, maybe like three, four years ago. It was a while ago, yeah. Um, I, I was a fan of your content before that. Right. And then I just want to know a bit more about it, like why are you doing that? Because your content at that point was so different to everyone else. You were pre-commentary channel. Yeah. Um, and then the commentary channel boom was like two and a half, 
years ago. We right. were doing that five years ago. Six yeah. years ago. Um, and I was interested to see what that angle was because from my angle, when I was bringing deals to you, like there was lots of times that brands weren't willing to go with you because they didn't understand that you could be negative over people and still be brand fit. Right. Because that was a really interesting toss up. How, how do they, how do brands see it now then? Like, surely I'm not brand friendly now. Yeah, you're now. still not. Yeah. <laughs> Yours has gone full circle. There was a time where you were. Hang on, where? No, I'm no, interested there was no, now. There was literally no <laughs> time there he was. So how are people like Alex and iNabber and those lot getting brand deals when they're doing a similar thing? I guess they don't say cunt quite as much. Uh, but does it all live and die by the cunt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm uh, the right place to answer that question. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you've got a guest coming out that would. Um, but the they do care about that stuff. Let's let's be honest. The people that are making these decisions for it are not people running the businesses. They're they're reporting into their boss, and yeah. their boss sees that they're advertising a you know well known household brand on a channel that um, is. You know, full of expletives and, mm. and sexual references and all these different things, mm-hmm. you know, that would be seen as potentially a negative thing. Now, we can look past that and go, actually, well, what we're trying to target is the male 18 plus market in the UK. Yeah. And there's um, obviously a, a select group of people in the UK who are right for that. Mm. Now, they're, they're aiming their content at 18 plus males. Guess what? It's going to be a bit offensive. Yeah. That's what 18 plus males in the UK like. Just geezers, isn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're bloody less. <laughs> but it's it's not it's it's getting over that hurdle um and because we have no bias right and that's mm. kind of the advantage we have versus talent managers who have a bias to their talent you know we don't have to sell the brand a certain person so when we say you should use jack or you should use chris md or you should use um i'm alex or whatever mm-hmm. like there's no agenda for us it's just we believe that they're the best person to get to the audience and that's what the brands care about it's getting to audience that matters and that we think uh, are going to act on um, the YouTuber's advice or um, product placement, you know. Right. And for you, we've done a lot of deals where we've been very open with you that you can be honest with your audience that this is an ad. Like, yeah. we've selected it to the point where we're like, yeah, we're comfortable with him telling his audience it's an ad because we know they'll accept that, one. And two, they're the right target audience. So if they want it, they'll they'll get it anyway. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, I, Brian's I, another great example of someone who's really good at that. Brian and Lawrence. See, that confuses me because with the Raid Shadow stuff that they do, mm. I think it's Raid Shadow, isn't that that they do? It is, yeah. Or the yeah. Monsters, Monsters one, or is that the same one? They all, and I know this is just their style and their approach, but they almost seem like they're taking the piss out of the app. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Um, if I'm honest with you, lots of the games, and I know there's a lot of questions about the Raid Shadow Legends mm. um, deal, which we're not part of. Right. Um, unfortunately, uh, the, <laughs> but the lots of these games are based out of China, so right. lots of the English humor completely passes them by. Um, so they can kind of get away with it. Mm. And you know, in the early days of TikTok, that was another case of that, right? Right, um, because they didn't have a huge presence in the UK, and actually, a lot could wash because it's coming straight out of China. Right, and a lot of American brands doing the same. Like they don't get the sarcasm. Yeah, so it just is what it is. Yeah. Um. So if they're saying something, they're saying it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's. When you're dealing with UK brands, they're a lot more sensitive to that or mm. people who are dealing at the UK offices of these international brands. So if you had to sell my channel to a, to a brand, mm. what 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 kind of brands come straight to your head then? Giacomo. <laughs> <laughs> Have I put on that much weight? <laughs> um, it's a hard sell. <laughs> I think 
it's it's male eighteen to thirty year old um, brands and what you'd synonymously think about when you when you think of that. Oh, so like you're group. talking be- you're talking beer, you're beer, talking beer betting, trainers, uh, yeah, trainers, sort of JD, right? Um, sort of mainstream male brands. You know, it, based on your fitness thing, I'd have mm-hmm. gone, okay, well, there's a there's an angle there for a, a not maybe not a Gymshark because mm-hmm. they're going for more of an a, a premium and I'm not having a yeah, yeah, yeah. no offense, but that's not yeah. your, you're not a Zinger. Yeah. <laughs> but he's given his life to that. Now. Yeah, like he you, has. You yeah. just went, okay, I'm going to do it for 60 days. Yeah. And then you, you know, fucked it up. <laughs> um, but <laughs> look uh, at him now. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm, yeah. I'm borderline. I'm borderline. Um, I did just have a pasty for breakfast. But so. like a muscle food or something like that might've gone, okay, yeah, we're going to get behind you for that challenge. Yeah. Um, and again, they're going after that 18 to, to 30 demographic. Mm. But yeah, I'd say clothes, Top Man would be a great example of someone from right. Ireland, like yeah. someone who is looking to get into that market. Boohoo Man yeah. is perfect for, for your target age group. Right. So yeah, like those sort of those sort of deals. Yeah, fair. Well, have you always been entrepreneurial then? Like but, but way before Goat, yeah. I, know, I know you worked, was it Sport Lobster? Yeah, so that's why I met the guys who are now run Goat with. Right, but way, way before then, let's, let's talk about what <laughs> you were... 25, so not a long way. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm talking kind of like leaving school. Yeah, so, so during school, and I think it's pretty cliche, and lots of people say it, but like, I sold sweets in school. Mm-hmm. Um, because when double periods were introduced and you know everyone listening here going oh double periods great like get a br- like five minute break in between lessons where all mm-hmm. the other lessons you have to go straight to the other lesson mm-hmm. like, yeah. double period you you relax for five yeah. minutes <laughs> yeah. you start throwing the stuff around the classroom <laughs> I was throwing chewits around the classroom I was getting 50p pieces coming back to all of me <laughs> once I realised that you could buy a, a, a stick of chewits for 35p but I could break it in half and sell one half for 50p and then it was it was an economies of scale thing. If you broke it into individuals, people were way willing to spend more on a single chew than they were on a full pack. Full right, pack, you couldn't sell for like one seventy p. Yeah, but if you split your stick, you got a, you got a pound out of it. And if you sell them in individuals, you could get like one twenty, one thirty. So you could quickly, oh wow, you could quickly scale up. Mainly because the actual cash people carry, they're yeah. happy to spend a loose ten p on a single chew it. Right, they're carrying ten p. Yeah, that is a terrible deal. But if you scale that. Yeah, when you're a 14 year old boy in a Spanish double period, yeah, you quickly cash five six pound. That's your lunch. Yeah. Um. So I didn't make a lot of money doing that, but it was a, I saw the opportunity. Yeah. And then the main spark for me entrepreneurially was is through rejection, which I know again, you know, very very. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> think close you to your heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um the 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 rejection for me was I wanted to be a football journalist. I. I once I realised I couldn't be a footballer, that was a, a, a daunting moment for me. Yeah. Um, age Why are you shit? Or? Yeah, I was utterly shit. Um, <laughs> so I realised, okay, what are the two things I want in my career? Mm. Uh, and the two things I boiled down my career to were I want to be mates with footballers. Right. And I want to go to football matches for free. That was it. That was my career. <laughs> my whole career was coming down to those two factors. So you, you went around all the football grounds, started offering chewits to footballers. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first business model. It, it failed. <laughs> they more interested in beers and pies. Yeah. Um, but I switched it uh, and thought, okay, well, I'm actually quite academic. I can write about things so okay mm. well, can I turn my hands in my biggest interest which was football write about football and then I wanted to see actually what football journalism was all about Bournemouth at that point 2011 2012 were League One right um, and I went to the Bournemouth Echo and said can I shadow you guys for a match just to see what being a sports journalist is like and if I want to do it and I was 16 at the time and they said no because you're not 18 
that was kind of the fuck you I needed to yeah. go, okay, well, it doesn't make a difference. I'm 16, 17, 18, or 35. Like, why doesn't it, I'm literally just going to sit next to you and watch what you do. Yeah. It makes no difference. Um, and within six months, I launched, I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, and I launched the Liverpool website in 2000, January 2012. Became the biggest Liverpool website in the world, February 2012. Wow. Um, what, the idea what was that? behind it was, um, it was called Read Liverpool. It was called something before that, but it was now Read Liverpool. Mm. Um, and we, I understood having been on Twitter in 2011, 2012, and that was a real buzz. And everyone was talking about sport on Twitter. That was the platform that everyone used to talk about live events. And they still do, but at that point it was like rife. Mm. And I was talking to 30 or 40 people every single day on Twitter about the same thing, which was Liverpool. Uh, but I'd never met any of them. There were all sorts of different races, religions, um, ages, genders, all the way around the world. But I never met them, but I was talking about this one thing. Mm. And at that point, all of us had like between 5,000 and 25,000 followers, which at that point, 2011, was a lot. Yeah. And you could move your following very easily. Right. So I had the idea of building this like super group of all those people together to push one website. Um, right. And that was the Liverpool website. And we drove like 150,000 clicks in the first night. Wow. That's crazy. Like, wow, this is a real business. Yeah. Started like spamming that, um, and then worked. I got um, invited to work for Liverpool when I was seventeen. To in two thousand twelve for Liverpool tours, first time they've been to Australia, right? Uh, and I went in to um, work with them on their editorial because I knew how to drive traffic that wasn't traditional match reports because yeah. we couldn't compete with the newspapers on match reports. So we didn't create that content. We created interactive quizzes, top 10 lists, things like that. Yeah. All the stuff that we've all clicked on over the last yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people, that's still thriving on YouTube, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. So that we, it's it's the intrigue content. Yeah. We did a great job of that. And then I scaled that business to exactly the same formula, find the super group of fans who are talking about one thing, and then just scaled it for 50 different clubs um, from the age of 16 to 18. Um, then did podcasts. So in 2012, I had the second biggest podcast in the world. Fucking hell. Um, no one else was podcasting. This was... So Gervais had come in and out. Yeah. And Stone Cold launched. He's the only guy who stopped me getting the, the first. Really? Yeah, we were bigger than Ramble. Um, we were bigger than um, the BBC podcast, the Sky Sports podcast. Under what name? What were you? It was called the Bib Theorists. We right. Came, we were doing 35, 40,000 downloads a week. Wow. Um, because it was, there was no real competition. Yeah. And we were the first guys to realize that you didn't have to be in a studio to record a podcast. Yeah. In 2012, um, Everyone else was doing it in the studio. And it's still the best way to do it. Yeah. But when I was running a business from my bedroom in Bournemouth, the and with all my powerful mates mm. on Liverpool Twitter, being from all the way around the world, um, living all sorts of different lives, it was an impossible situation to to, to get everyone together once right. a week. So we worked with a Skype encoder to uh, basically rework their Skype um, recording to be high quality enough to sound like it was in a studio. And then we we were the first guys to do Skype recording podcasts that sounded like they were in studios. So we could call anybody yeah. and make it sound great. So we we really launched football journalists. Wow. Our network made football journalists stars because they'd never really... So, soccer supplement did not exist. Um, all these podcasts uh, had to rely on the journalists being, what well, one, working for that newspaper's podcast or 
them being in the country, which they very rarely are. Right. So what we did, we was like, okay, well, we'll just call you for 30 minutes and you tell us a transfer scoop and then we'll get you, get the fuck out. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a shitload of views. We, we announced loads of transfers. Fucking hell. Before that was a big thing to do. Wow. So we, in 2012 summer, we were like the podcast to listen to if you're a Liverpool fan. And most of the signings, we like had Rory Smith in from the Times, Tony Evans from the Times. All these guys just going, yeah, I'm hearing that, you know, Suarez is looking to leave. Carol's coming in. It's like, whoa, this is awesome. And then they realized the power of the information they had and then started doing their own stuff. Wow. But we scaled that across loads of different clubs. And yes, I, uh, I curse Stone Cold. Yeah. I've, never, <laughs> I've never got number one, but we've got screenshots of us. All, we were always in the top 10, but we got up to number two. That's crazy. Like That that story from just your beginnings, Like, don't mean this in a patronizing way no, at no. all, but everyone who's successful now in the industry, unless they've fallen into it by chance, they seem to have these beginnings, these interesting ways in which they've got into it. Like, mine was a bit different. I just scam kids on Habbo. Habbo Hotel. Yeah, that's my favourite story. <laughs> Podcast. You're Podcast a dick at heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Podcast-wise, we, we put nowhere near that kind of effort in. No. We, we just have, have no to walk choice. in here, hit record no and choice. go. Exactly. Yeah. But, I think if we did have the choice, we just wouldn't have done it. Like, if we didn't have a choice either. I, I, I've tried numerous podcasts before falling on happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched yeah, all of them. He didn't give up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just needed something. I needed something to entertain me. But I, I owe a lot to my... my the, the story to really launch it was that laptops got introduced to my school the in, into sick form, the year that I joined sick form. Right. And uh, within three months... Three of my four subjects at A-level had banned me from using a laptop in class because I was just coding websites and building and writing articles. I love that, though. I love that kind of stuff. He was my sociology teacher, who I I love to this day. Um, He was a former BBC journalist. He got it. He understood that I was driving like half a million people to my website network every day. So Mm. he thought, fuck, this is a good opportunity to get some clout. I can see this guy's going to do all right. Um, And he, he kept me behind after one lesson and just went, um, look, I know what you're doing. Uh, I know everyone else has told me that you can't use a laptop. I'm going to let you use a laptop, but you've got to have two laptops in your lesson. You need, to use, you need to use the money you've earned by the website to buy another laptop. You can record and take notes on one, record the lesson, like audio, take notes on it, and then the other website, the other laptop you can use to do your website. But fucking hell. So I had two laptops in this lesson. That's I'd class. record the audio, uh, take notes, and then I'd also be managing website network which uh, we had 500 writers at this point so like, <laughs> what <laughs> like global this was a this was a proper business yeah. i wasn't making a load of money because yeah. i didn't i wasn't that commercial at that time but, yeah and i was in school yeah but like you had, you had your chewits business dad get me some more chewits <laughs> did your um, did your grades take a hit for all uh, of this so my grades in the three uh so i was an ace I was an A-star student going into sixth form, and then I got D, 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 and the three subjects didn't let me have a laptop, and I got an A in sociology. Wow. That's mental. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt like I owed him one. Yeah. He'd, he'd given so much like, opportunity to me. It was like, giving me that chance. I wasn't yeah. going to fuck him over. Yeah. And that's the same thing in, in YouTube world. Like, if YouTube is good to us, like, we'll be good to them. We'd, we'll, give them we'll give them chances. We're like, it's, it's a difficult world. This is a, a world that we're trying to understand as, as everything develops mm. um, and as long as people are alright to us we'll, we just want to be the good guys in the industry and I think that's very much the that's why Stu and I get on very well because yeah. he's exactly the same in, like, ethos is I just want to be the guy who's liked and yeah. respected I'm not trying to make billions and billions of dollars out of people and just millions people. yeah exactly <laughs> I'm just, uh, and, and if someone if, I, if someone else makes a billion dollars I want to make a billion dollars as well yeah. but I'm happy for them to make a billion dollars right um, 
it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, the, that's the sort of ethos I've got. I don't, I don't really care. It's I just a, want to do something that's cool in an industry that I'm passionate about. I think you're, I think you're doing that. But it's, it's funny that to hear your kind of like entrepreneurial spirit come through there. Cause I thought I was just because I used to make Bebo skins for people. That's good though. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but I couldn't leave. I was post Bebo. What? I was kind of post Bebo. Oh, was you? Yeah. What's the first? Pixo was my first. Pixo thing. was before Bebo. Yeah, maybe I just skip the Bebo. Yeah, phrase. I think you skip Bebo. Yeah, well, straight to Facebook. Oh, Pixo. Whoa, sit yourself down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not know what Pixo. this is? It, it was the first website building. Yeah, like you, like you, you built like it was like it was a more website heavy, coding heavy uh, than Bebo. Bebo was like a front page. This had all your different pages. Like you do, you do HTMLs. Yeah. Um, and then you'd, you'd find the codes online, you'd put them in. I had a page, for example, called My Stickers. Hello. Right? <laughs> the entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit's coming out here. <laughs> and I'd click on it, and I'd just go on websites and find, like, flashy, glittery stickers. Yes. It could be of, like... The MSN stickers. Yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. It could be literally anything. Like, the ones that come to my mind would be, like... Um, like a character from Space Jam, but it'd be all glittery. And then I'd copy the code and put it on. And then when you land on the stickers page, it's just loads and loads of different images. Mine was called um, westhamfanjack.pixo.com. Nice. And I had a picture of... <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Pete Dunham from Green Street. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you're going to say Jack Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> that was later on. Yeah. That was the Bebo. But uh, Pete Dunham had a stony on, and then I did a speech bubble coming out of his mouth saying, Oi, geezer, welcome to... West Ham fan Jack. <laughs> and then I think I had a picture or a page that I named. Well, I say I think. I know I had this. <laughs> I, had a, I, had, I had a page that was. Um, I called it like favourite foods. Oh, yeah. But it was just models on there. But yeah. secret, oh. secret little code name. Oh, no yeah. one's going to want to know what my favourite food is. You're a little perv. Yeah. <laughs> you, you click on it, and it was just loads of pictures of um, Jessica Jane Clement from The Real Hustle. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a great show. This is mental. Like we're like all the same age. And I've never heard of this website. But no, that's pretty normal. Pixo was very much the internet. Like if you were into mm. the internet and forums and things like that, you use uh, Pixo. Yeah. I didn't even have enough friends to have like a top sixteen on Bebo. So Did you not? I had probably like eight friends. I would have been. I, I, I would have definitely been in it. Yeah, you would have been eight or nine. <laughs> People used to take Bebo so seriously, didn't they? Do you remember when they introduced giving the love? Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like Poke on Facebook. That was such a big thing. Yeah. And now it's creepy. My co-founder uh, is married to the girl he poked on Facebook. Really? No. That's how he chatted her up. That's quite a, that's quite a cute great, story. Great story. Yeah. No, in your background, though, I thought you were going to say your co-founder invented the Facebook poke or something. <laughs> no, no, how, so, so, you, so you've, um, you've done this, this website, very football heavy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and now you're, you're top of the game in the influencer marketing kind of fields. Mm. How'd that come about? Do you remember, was there ever a clear and cut day where you and your co-founder sat down and went, we're going to do this? Yeah. So we, we were, after I sold out of my business for the um, the football blogging, mm. um, I this is the worst commercial decision I ever made, but Aaron came to me, my co-founder now at Goat, and he was uh, just co-founded a company called Sport Lobster, and we tried to take on Facebook and Twitter in 2013 right. to become the sports social network. Terrible right. idea, because um, they're quite big companies <laughs> yeah. with lots of money. Uh, but we raised $25 million to do so, and... Uh, he came to me when I was a 17-year-old with a big podcast and said, I want to sponsor your podcast in order to get more eyeballs on my brand. I said, great. Well, it cost me 15 quid a month to host it. So if you could just cover that. Oh, my God. So he had 160,000 people listen to his sponsorship every month for 15 quid. Um, and 
yeah, I've I've developed commercially. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he got a great deal. Um, but off the back of that, I met him, kind of talked about how I think I could help his business, how that I was coming to the end of my A-levels and I had offers from universities to go and do journalism, but really I wanted to get into the world of work. Um, went up to, to his office and um, I remember very clearly pitching him like this 50-page deck of how I thought his company was shit. Right. Um, and these are the things that I'd do to change it. I was 18. It's I was very such, Zuckerberg. Very I was Zuckerberg. such a cocky twat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that's good. You need that bit of cockiness in this. And Aaron's got the same sort of vein. He got it. And I got offered the job on the, on the train back down to Bournemouth. And I joined two weeks later. I literally, my first day was, um, I was the first in the queue to pick up my A-levels. Right. And I got straight on the train and then commuted into work. Oh, wow. Um, but we, at that company, we spent so many millions of pounds on so many different advertising channels. We mm. spent... We had Cristiano Ronaldo as our headline ambassador. We sponsored the NFL. We sponsored the NBA. Um, we, we we did everything. We TV ads, radio ads, billboards, like everything. Um, we were like the it guys in sport for, for two years. Right. And because the two co-founders, Aaron and Andy, didn't want to be like the front and center, the face, Nick and I, Nick is another co-founder at Go, that were the young guys who headed the marketing team. Uh, we were the face of the company. So... Anytime someone wanted to wine and dine Sport Lobster to get their money, mm. they won and dined us. So oh. I was an 18-year-old who loved sport. I sat courtside of the NBA. I went to every football match I possibly wanted to go to in the director's box. Like I had the most unbelievable two years of my life. I wrote, I was Cristiano Ronaldo's social media manager for two years. Like It was mental. What does that mean then? So you, Unbelievable did you tweet amount of compliance. Yeah, did, we tweet, tweeted on Facebook posts to like 180 million people. What? I'm really dull. The pressure. But, was... <laughs> yeah, we were literally just sat there. I, just had to, I did Tim Minchins. <laughs> Fantastic songs. Yeah. <laughs> Not 18, at 18, I was still studying. I did maths and mm. further maths. But yeah. That's the difference into, we were doing. I was thrown into this opportunity. Like I had no idea what was going to be, what this company was going to be. I joined when there was like four of us in a small office with half a million pounds in the bank that we were just going to try something. Two years later, we had two and a half, $25 million in the bank in terms of investment. And we were doing these ridiculous things. And um, yeah, like we That's were doing crazy. The, the things that an 18 year old boy who loves sport would design to Dream. do. Literally, I did that. <laughs> That's um, insane. Which was awesome. But the realization point, which is your question, and I've blabbered on to get here. That's was your that, podcast, mate. No, thanks, mate. <laughs> um, the, the realization point was that we had a Cristiano Ronaldo post about Sport Lobster to drive traffic. And we were an app, right? So we drive traffic to the app. He drove 1,800 downloads. Right. So 1,800 downloads. Um, he cost a lot of money. Is, is it, so back we, then, is, was that, is that not good? It's not, not for the investment, terrible. Right. The next day, I went to Aaron and said, can I just have 10 quid to pay one of my mates who used to be a football blogger for me? He's now got 100,000 Arsenal followers on his Twitter account. Right. Can I just pay him 10 quid and just see the difference? I paid him 10 quid and he got 2,000 downloads. What? And we were like, this is it. This is it. This is the gold mine we want. This is it. And we started spending 30 grand a month just on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram personalities, Facebook fan pages, things like that. Um, And we were driving, we drove 90% of our downloads, two and a half million downloads in a nine month period through influencers. And that was the point when, and at the end of that nine months where Andy and Aaron, the two founders of that business kind of fell out and he wanted to continue down the sponsorship route, like really grow the brand image. And Aaron wanted to grow the, user base mm. and the user base was a no-brainer in terms of just invest heavily in influencers yeah we hadn't even touched youtube at this point 
This was just Facebook, just Twitter mainly. Instagram wasn't even really a thing. Why were they? Why was your mate with this following online? Why? Why was he getting more downloads than Cristiano Ronaldo? People cared. It was the following itself. Yeah, the engagement. The people cared about this community. He was talking about <laughs> Arsenal on another platform and saying, "Look, just go and follow me on that platform." Ronaldo, you follow Ronaldo because he's Ronaldo. Yeah, you'll have a lot of says. female followers following him just because he's attractive. Yeah. And you have a lot of people that just don't care. He's just yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah. He's also suggested to follow when you. When you uh, when you start any of these apps, right? You link right. To Twitter account. You, so yeah, a lot of, Ronaldo, just so a lot of people probably don't care either. They just don't care. Whereas this guy who had a hundred thousand fans who cared. And don't forget, this is two thousand thirteen. So the ability to move an audience from Twitter to something else, and the amount of people that saw your tweet mm. and clicked your tweet was incredibly high. So Fuck. yeah, we can move we can move people very very quickly. And then you came onto YouTubers. Well, the then we left that business. Once once that falling out happened between the co-founders and we agreed with Aaron going, mm. this is mental. Mm. You want to spend millions of dollars on things that we literally have proven don't work mm. or you can spend millions of dollars on things that we know gets an instant ROI. Um, and we were like, okay, well, we're going to leave and we're just going to do that. Thanks. Yeah, um, fucking hell. So, and and I, I, I want to take a little pause there. I want to hear about that um, after the break. When we come up, uh, when we come back, I should say, we'll be speaking more in depth about YouTube YouTubers and some of the horror stories that come with that. This is uh, this is fascinating to me. So uh, hopefully uh, we see you guys in the second half. Cheers. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hello guys and welcome back to Jack Mates Happy Hour. Almost, Almost forgot, forgot it. <laughs> Almost forgot. I, I was watching your lips here, I think he's not going to get this. He's not, he's not going to pull through. He does it far too often as I, well. I have to look at the mic covers. Uh, we get a new mic covers soon. That's good, isn't yeah. it? Going to get rid of it. Is it still yellow? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's yellow. It's but just a new, lo- new design. Oh, why don't different you do logo. Uh, different coloured mics with like JLS? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking oh, yeah. of, what a throwback that is. No, they're back together. They're back together. I don't give a shit. Oh. What? I've seen them live. What have you? Yeah. I've seen JLS favorite, live. Favorite JLS no, 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 we're not going to have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're just having a. <laughs> Alright, I'll sit out. I like uh, Ashton Merrygold. Oh, Ashton Merrygold. To be fair, this is going to make this sound worse. I only went and saw JLS live. Oh, why am I saying it? Because Ollie Merz was supporting him. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Ollie's a nice guy. Okay, yeah, so I went to go see him because I wanted to see Shit music is shit music. But... I think even he admit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But JLS were actually really good. And when Ashton did a backflip, I was like, this is, this is a great day. <laughs> 24-year-old you was Korean. <laughs> Not two years ago. <laughs> right, I was Harry. 18. Harry, Harry, Harry. Hello. Um, YouTubers. Yeah. On a whole. They're cunts. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, look, they're... As with, I think, advertising over the last 20 years has become digital and we've been bidding against computers in order to get to audiences. Like Facebook ads, you literally just put a bid number in and then you just hope that Facebook chooses which audience to pick at the right price. Oh, wow. Well, what do you, no, what, Surely you know that. What, you, what do you mean? No, so I'm, like on Facebook ads, you just put in a number, right? Right. Like you're willing to bid up to a value of a, one pound per click and then it just bids against the computer. Does yeah. it? Yeah. 
literally like that. So I can't wrap my head around that. Okay, fine. Well, let's not go into that. <laughs> <laughs> let's put that in for podcast two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lessons about Facebook marketing from Harry Hugo. But no, th- but influencer marketing is human to human. Um, and so you're doing negotiations to human beings and human beings have problems and they have obstacles they've got to face. It's not a computer. It's not automated. So as with anything, when you're dealing with humans, you get brilliant experiences and mm. you get fucking awful ones. Right. Um, and before I go into any of the horror stories, which I'm, I have a plethora of, um, having been in this business for you know seven years and been in the goat business for, for four and a half years, but, um, there are a lot of good people out there. There are a lot of people who, and there's a lot of people who were really shit, who mm. are now actually really good. They've understood how it works. Right. Who are some of the good ones? The sidemen for yeah. all for all the stick they they sometimes get mm. um, are fantastic. Are they? Um, they're the they're the pinnacle of working professionally with this, and they're super smart. Uh, I deal mostly with Simon and Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on the whole, like, I've been very, very impressed with all of them. We've worked a lot with Ethan. Um, I spent some time with Vic on a on a shoot. Uh, we've done a lot with JJ. Um, so yeah, like on the whole, very, very good, to, very, very good group to work with. Zach and Jay are fantastic. Love Zach um, and Jay. And, you know, Not that I don't love the side man, but I just love Zach and Jay. Yeah, no, Zach and mm. Jay are great. Um, and we we got to know them pretty well quite early on, so they've kind of work with us on a few campaigns that they wanted to do that we've made happen or trying to make happen. Do they, so they pitch to you, do they? Yeah, so that's a bit of a reverse dynamic. So normally we take a deal to a YouTuber and say, yeah. this is what we want you to do. Or, this is the campaign. What would you do around it? Yeah. Um, whereas we do that with them as well, but they also like to go, oh, we've got this idea. We're going to shoot mm. it in four weeks. We think it'd be great for this. Yeah. And I go, okay, perfect. Have you also thought of this, this and this brand? And then we go take it to the brands. So they go, yeah or no. Do you like that then? Or is that like... It's great. Yeah. It's, it just lowers my effort yeah <laughs> and, and when when you say these youtubers pitch to you is that a physical just, pitch or no, no, do they just send te- you a little just, message they'll just text me and saying that this is the idea um and then i say great i need these four questions answered text them back answer those questions and i can go and take it to the brand oh, amazing um and then and then once the brand goes yay or nay uh to like the top level idea mm-hmm. then we'll work with them we'll kind of bring the youtubers in like i've brought very recently actually but we've brought youtubers into pitch with the with us, the client. Oh, um, wow. Like I said, we're not trying to screw anyone here. We're not going, oh, well, you can't see anything that's going on. Like, because we're not trying to take a huge margin. Yeah. We're trying to help people do cool shit. Yeah. And Zach and Jay are a great example of people who actually want to do things that are going to change the game. Yeah. And I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if it's them you know, doing crazy challenges that I can help support and make even crazier because a brand's involved, then mm. I'm very willing to do so. Um, so yeah, I think those those groups are great. What's um, an example of somebody being terrible to work with? Um, so about naming names, there are people who just don't get it. Right. They don't get that you Jack can't... Um, <laughs> you can't... Uh, I'm not saying on the brand, but we are the guys who pay you. Yeah. So fucking us about yeah. is not going to help. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, doesn't equate to... A relationship that's going to work again this is a human to human business yeah and everything's about relationship and servicing and trying to help <coughs> people out to do good stuff i'm only i'm only trying to put money in your pocket i'm yeah. not trying to take it out yeah and no point have i ever taken money from a youtuber i'm yeah. only giving it to them right yeah. now if you don't want to do it that's fine i'm not forcing anyone to do anything like i said i'm not a talent manager i'm mm. not someone who goes you have to do this in order to f-. I, i'm not in that position yeah i'm saying i've got 10 grand i want to do this would you want to do it mm. now 
people that go, yeah, but, uh, like I just want a yes or no. Yeah. So I want to know and then move on. Yeah, yeah, Do yeah. Do you think there's a lot of YouTubers out there now that think a bit too much of themselves? Because you always yeah, hear sure. the stories well, of actors and actresses sure. who request a lot. But, 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 so, so, I think there's a load of... People that, are starting to write riders. Oh, wow. Come on, tell me... No names, no names. Or you can tell me names and I'll bleep it. But I want to know some of the fucking riders. Do you yeah, know so any... People that are involved in the... In the uh, Logan KSI um, fight and the, and the surrounds of it that wrote riders um, that were not the not Logan Paul and KSI. <laughs> Logan Paul KSI. So basically, no, no demands. Like Jake I wasn't Paul. involved. I wasn't involved. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's got to be Jake yeah. Paul. I wasn't involved. And there's some UK people as well. Wow. Um, but I wasn't involved in the, and I'm not claiming to be involved in the in the setup of that. The guys who were have done a fantastic job and mm. a credit to to YouTube and the industry around it to put yeah. together an event like that. But I'm involved enough in the industry to hear about these stories, right? And yeah, like people are beginning to write writers. Which, if you'd have told me that four years ago, I'd have, I'd have laughed. Yeah, well, like, I am laughing now. <laughs> we, we were literally speaking about writers. Has John, it gone out? Yeah, it has. With, yeah, with, with John last week. <laughs> By this point, it has gone out. But yes. John managed rock and roll stars. Yeah, so the enemy. Is... They had a number one album. So, yeah, so yeah. you kind of understand it. It's like when Stu came on and he was talking about KSI Logan one. And Jake Paul turned up at the the Manchester Arena and was like, "This isn't the right size uh, ring." And and Stu was like, no, it is, it is, we, it is. "Yeah, we've had a message." You did, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you? People have, are just trying to be difficult for the sake of like. Again, it comes back to we're not trying to screw you. Mm. We're trying to help you. I'm literally trying to yeah. create your career and your living. I'm not. I'm not trying to fuck anyone over. I'm just trying to give you some opportunity to do cool things. What do you think of office. Jake Paul? I've never met him. Right. Um, I actually really liked his old content. Did you? Not, what the like, vlogs? Yeah, I, like I know I'm not his audience, but like I can appreciate from a business point of view what he was trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, so I actually thought it was very smart the content he was creating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some stuff that he's done is questionable, but at the same time, I don't think he's well liked in, in no. an industry which, like, okay, he he professes to want to be an entrepreneur, whether he is an entrepreneur, and mm. he's made a lot of money. Mm. So fair play to him. And, but does that instantly make you an entrepreneur because you made well, a lot of money? Yeah, I mean, he's been backed massively by um, big investment funds, right? Who's invested because he's got a lot of followers, yeah. not necessarily because he's got a great idea. Yeah. Now, I think he's he's done a lot of good things. He's also done a few things that I think that the Team 10 thing was a smart theory. Yeah. Not great in practice because, no. again... Everyone left because he was a cunt. Yeah, you're an 18-year-old, 19-year-old person who's living with the people all the time and trying to make them a star and taking a cut. And it was never going to end well. Yeah. Um, But... It was a great branding exercise for Jake Paul. Right. Uh, so I think he just, Lo, we've seen Logan grow up. We've seen him grow up in the last two years. He made a massive mistake and then he had to reevaluate everything he was doing. He was the king and he got taken down into the pit. Mm. And he's had to reevaluate everything. He, has to, he had to re-understand what actually people cared about and liked. And now he's the king again. Mm. Three million video views per is he the vlog? king again then? I think so. Like, yeah. there's no one who can. Him and JJ are the are the kings of this. Yeah, they know and they can do whatever they want, and it works. L- Logan's created a podcast which is very watchable. First, first ten episodes, I thought, oh, I hate that Mike guy. Now I really like him. Right. Um. Now I met him at the. Um, he's meant to be a decent bloke. He was actually very, very self aware. Yeah, I think and he's a decent bloke. I, I 
a lot a lot of people say to me like oh you judge someone and then you have them on your podcast but isn't that what life's about like you yeah. you have your first impression my, my first impression of mike was that guy is fucking annoying yeah yeah and he's and he's and he's actually pulling logan down yeah and now i think logan needs mike really um and i think it's smart i think there's a nice relationship there that mm. mike isn't a star but he's becoming one because of logan i, I like that dynamic yeah it's like me and you <laughs> Less money. <laughs> no less. money. <laughs> um, but I, I, I like uh, I like what Logan's done. He's reinvented himself. The vlogs are great. They always were great, but they're, they're even better now. They're, they're just Dobrik formats, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but he's he's gone to the adult level, right? He's going, oh yeah, I can talk about sex. I can talk about drugs. I'm going to talk about what, again, what you guys talk about, which is like, things that 18 plus people actually find entertaining rather yeah. than trying to water down YouTube yeah. do you, and he's just gone alright well accept me for who I am I don't need three million views I've got a fuck off house and millions of dollars in the bank mm. if I get a million views a video so be it he doesn't because he's creating content he actually cares about and likes yeah. he gets a shitload of views yeah but yeah, I think I like smart. that he's done that though. I always find it strange when I will see like a twenty-six-year-old YouTuber and it's like family. They they'll write family-friendly uh, content. And I'm yeah. a bit like, that's not you, is it? I get it from but, a business point of view, but you're yeah. clearly being fake but, online. But it could be right. It could be, and it's and it's sometimes it's not for us to judge, but it is up to me to take the piss out of it if I want to. Yeah, and and I you've you've watched my stuff for a while and you've yep. we've been mates for a long time but so you've you've seen the change in, in how people perceive me as well because at the start when i used to take the piss out of the chubby bunny challenge ollie white alfie days all of this i was the evil guy yeah. that no now one you're right yeah yeah that <laughs> youtubers didn't want to touch me like well if, if i'd have started this podcast with the same concept four years ago there'd be no way any of the youtubers we've had come Casper Lee was sat here. Casper mm-hmm. Lee, the guy that I've had this big drama with. Why? Why is that? I always because think because they become self aware. They've grown up. They're twenty six now, and They're so not have you. Nineteen, <laughs> and you've yeah, you've become more self aware. You've understood that they are human beings. They're mm. not just a face on a screen. Mm. And I think both both sides of the party have grown up a bit, right? Um, and I think you know, as people grow up they're always going to lend themselves to a more cynical viewpoint, which has always been your viewpoint. Mm. And they've kind of... I've gone, been cynical yeah. <laughs> since I was about 12. <laughs> and they've kind of gone, oh, actually, he, he was right. <laughs> fucking putting marshmallows in my mouth was pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, based on, based on that, is why we've seen channels like Alfie, Casper, drop off the face of a cliff? Yeah, I think they've... I like both of those guys. Okay. Um... And personally or content wise personally yeah uh and no casper better than no alfie mm. but i i admire what both of them have done mm. they have fallen off mm. and they're very open to me i think both of them are quite self-aware of that yeah i think alfie and casper are both more interested in the business side of things now than they are in the content creation side of things mm-hmm. they're kind of just keeping up the content creation to save face right. because they're a YouTuber and they've yeah. always been a YouTuber and to be honest they need to create content because that's what they do and mm-hmm. that's also, it's also what they love right? Yeah. they got into the game because they love creating content Yeah, and I think both of them you know what having created a daily vlog every day for the last 250 days like we have mm-hmm. with a team of five I cannot understand how Alfie used to do it on his own right. every day Yeah, it's unbelievable the amount of shooting and production that he must have gone through every single day the stress of that I'm, I admire that what before he had an editor and stuff he does it all himself, genuinely. Does he? Yeah, he is a, a workaholic. 
Right. Um, so I'm very impressed by Alfie. But yeah, he's fallen off because his, he never changed his content. No. Uh, but, 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 that, but is the that the, the, down, time, that's the downfall though, isn't it? Yeah, but the best time, I thought Alfie was going to come back when he released his podcast. His podcast was really good. Um, it was about a year ago. And that's when he, that he had Alex and I nabber on, didn't he? Yeah. And I and tore I thought, it actually, down. I I really liked it. Right. I really liked that that Ainaba. Um, I thought he was really patronising on that though. Really? I, I thought he asked good questions. I thought he asked. I thought he was just difficult. I which t- is kind of what I wanted an interview to be with those guys. But the reason I had a big uh, I had a big say about that is because I think he should have had me on there. Because if I, I felt like and and I, I get on with Fraser and Alex is a very good friend of mine, so I, I'm not trying to badmouth them, but I think they were the easier ones to sure. to combat in that situation. But a uh, lot of comments of that as well. I remember seeing a lot of comments but, but, saying but, try to do this. But with this Jack. is why I disagree that I I don't think his podcast was all that because I I, I would just, I just like the fact he was trying to reinvent himself. Fair enough. I I I, I it comes back to do I think he's self aware? Yeah, because yeah. he tried. Yeah. He knew he had to change something. He started to swear, like all these different things that he'd never done before. Yeah. He realised, actually, I need to change. Yeah. Um, because he realised that, you know, he, he was he was 16, 17, 18, 19 when he was creating these daily vlogs. And so were his audience, if not younger. And now his audience are 24, 25, and they want different content. Right. Um, and yeah, I think he's very self-aware to that. And Casper's mm. the same. He's now creating like comedy skits. He's doing stuff with his girlfriend, you know, that's far more relatable to his audience now. Um, now his audience may be cut down, but we see Josh Peters doing changing his content completely. That's who I was going to get onto, and gone from being something that I know you ridiculed and mm-hmm. and I was never really a fan of, but mm-hmm. watched because I'm interested in the space. Yeah, to being like <coughs> hero led mm. content where if a creative agency came out of it and charged a million pounds, you'd be like, that is brilliant. Yeah. Um. So I, I think people can reinvent themselves. Mm. Logan's shown it. Josh has shown it. Do you I think write these guys off? Yeah. Do you think Josh is the biggest case in the UK of the? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Everyone hated him. Yeah. In the YouTube world, except from that close group. Yeah. Not hate him. Hate his content. No. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. Would put him in the same bracket as the family friendly stuff. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. And, and also maybe had a bit of a grudge on him because he only got famous because of Casper. Yeah. And I think actually, and also because the content he was creating was just the same as all the others, mm-hmm. and he was famous because he was Casper. It was literally like oh, just Casper's second channel. Yeah. Whereas now he's he's different to he's Zach and Jay, right? Yeah, yeah, he's bone himself. Um, he, 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 Josh, Zach and Jay, Nick Milana, they are inspiring me now. I want to yeah, take twenty twenty and do like but, the Greg Paul video. Let's not like, get away from it, right? The, all of these videos are old school TV formats. Yeah, of all course, of, of course. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, the even the latest Joe Weller video with Nico. Yeah. That's a TV format. Yeah. Um, look at the Sidemen channel. It's full of fucking TV game shows. Yeah. This yeah. is a generation that they're entertaining now that didn't watch TV yeah. for yeah. a long time. TGF so, are just jackass, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. It's like, all of it's just TV shows from the 90s mm. and the early 2000s that yeah. these people who are now watching it just mm. didn't watch that much. So now mm. they're just seeing the 2020 version of jackass. And we're like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Because exactly the same as when we watched it, we we're like brilliant. that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but my, it's just new. My Greg Paul documentary is just a mockumentary, isn't yeah, it? Just exactly. a, just a, a piss take. Um, we touched briefly on uh, the YouTube boxing. We skimmed it, I think. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that in a nutshell? Um, two of the best nights of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the first JJ fight and the second JJ? Yeah, fight? I didn't go to the Weller one. I, I'm gutted I didn't. Mm. I got invited, um, and I was. I'm embarrassed to say that I was sceptical. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so was I, mate. I, so was, was I. I lived in Stratford. Mm. 
Um, and that's another funny story. I live in the I live in the building that everyone all the YouTubers lived in. Oh right. Uh, so I was the Sidemen Tower. Yeah, yeah. I was on floor thirty six of that tower. I now <laughs> live next door, but I was on f- floor thirty six of that tower in between Rotashaw, Calix, Cal Freezy, Toby. Uh, all those guys. So I got to know those guys as well. Like, you just could have been the eighth side man. I know. I've told them loads of times. I can, I can be this guy. <laughs> just knocking on the door yeah, at one please. in the morning. Yeah. I can hear you filming. But like, we're, we're like, just cutting quickly to an example of what's in my head. Like, literally giving, um, handing Calux a hard drive of um, branded content that I needed him to upload from work because I'd just been giving it to I got posted by the brand and I went to his door and just gave it to him right like, like there were just weird things yeah like this YouTube community was created through that that network and that tower yeah um, and you realise the reason that everyone moved in there right no it's the fastest internet in the UK what because it was the communication tower for the Olympics that's why everyone moved there it's really a, it's a gig that's... up and down so the 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 reason they moved is because it used to take like old school YouTube with the old internet right you say like half an hour 45 minutes to upload a video yeah it took 5 seconds to upload a video on that tower. fuck off so efficiency it was the perfect place to be that's insane so the strategy these guys are smart they understand the value of this do you know how long it takes to- uh, hours probably yeah no, Norwich you, you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 someone's holding a wire <laughs> yeah. Jack are you trying to put it in yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one who uses the internet in Norwich <laughs> You asked so, the owner on a little bike, <laughs> pedalling your internet. In a, in a big hamster ball. Yeah. You, did, you did say, on the, or she did say, that your, your internet and your house keeps going down, or your electric keeps going down. Yeah, Alex came around the other day and we filmed a collab. And uh, so this is just a little bit off piece for a second, but... Uh, my loft, my loft is my office. I call it the shed. Uh, oh, really, trade, trade secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you work as a butcher, don't you? <laughs> uh, and the, That's what you told me earlier. <laughs> and the window is like you know, lot are like they're slanted, aren't they? Like, yeah. And I left it just a little bit ajar. And we had that storm a few weeks ago. Now, um, storm Celia, Ciara. Ciara. People kept calling it Kira. Yeah, fuck them. Is it not Ciara? We called it CC in our office because no one could choose. There we go. Storm CC. Very short, it. And the storm blew the window open. I came back from like a day or two away. Everything was soaked. My computer was oh, soaked. No. My camera was soaked. Your yeah. your thing you made me that the most important thing got soaked there. You made me a lovely one year anniversary happy hour present. It was a shut what about the, the box. KSI, uh, canvas. That was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the real important yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that was on the other side of the room. Um, would I trade them? Yeah, I would. <laughs> uh, but so Alex came around the other day. We started filming. I put my neon sign on, and uh, the electric kept tri- tripping over and over again. Turns out I've just got water in all the plugs. So that's what that's what happened there. I like how casual. That's oh, just that. <laughs> just just, just electric yeah. mixing. I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> Do you think uh, the YouTube boxing is going to go anywhere from here? Is are we seeing a decline already? Ah. Uh... I don't know what the numbers were for the second fight. Um, well, Eddie Hearn said they were decent. The, I think the numbers, <laughs> and Eddie wouldn't lie. I think <clears throat> the numbers for the Logan two were very, very good. Mm. I think Gib Jake was good enough. Really, you think so? I think it was good enough. Yeah. Uh, and it was the Eddie needed Jake to win, right? Yeah. He needed it to keep it going. Yeah. Because um, do you, do you now think leading on from that that KSI versus I'm Jake the deal's already done. Do you think, really? I'm pretty... Why is JJ... And I don't know, so this is me literally speculating, and there'll be people watching this who I'm close with in the industry going, oh, why'd you say that? Why'd you say that? But I think the deal's done for these reasons. Right. JJ, everyone else is... And you were there. Everyone else is in this fucking balcony. JJ sat ringside. Yeah. Why is he not with his mates? That's very true. 
That's the, very why true. Why has that been? He's ready for that part of the end he, of the fight. He was up. Yeah. He was up there with us yeah, all of the evening. Why? Yeah. Well, there's always there's a reason for that. JJ's not going to fucking Miami for 24 hours. He flew from a gig uh, to Miami, watched the fighting, back to a gig. There's no way he sits that close to the ring without them, him having an understanding that he's got a chance of going in that ring. And, and the, for a reason. And the cameras kept cutting to him, didn't they? Exactly. Yeah. So he either got paid money to sit there mm. or there's a deal that is very close to being done that was done before going, if this happens, are you going to do the deal? The deal is at this value. Wow. But JJ's got all the power. Like, he, I'd he love for him charge. to say no. Just Jake Paul whinging for the, the next bag's year. Just, nah, the bag's too big. The bag's too big. I saw yeah. a tweet the other day saying um, Conor McGregor's next fight is now going to be the most paid fight ever, but it's overtaken KSI Logan. I, I don't no, know if this was I, real. He, but KSI Logan's like, both of them in the top 10. Logan shared it, though. Logan was the one who shared it, saying, oh, two YouTubers yeah, it just aren't makes, doing it just, too bad. It just makes him look better, yeah. whether or not it's true I, or not. I think they're both in the top 20 most bought pay-per-views. But we know mental, that, isn't We it? know Khabib, Khabib McGregor did, like, nearly 3 million buys. Wow. Mayweather Pacquiao was, like, 3 million buys. So... And then, Josh, and then they do more than Joshua. McGregor Mayweather must have been big as well. Yes. I know it was a bit of a yeah, com- that's comedy. That's the most bought. That's the most bought. Yeah. 3.6 or something. Oh, is it? Um, but KSI, well, they said they said it was 1.2 in the first one. But don't forget it was a cheaper price point. Don't forget that in the US, a pay-per-view is $100. <sighs> wow. So like a, a McGregor Mayweather in the US, to do 3 million buys in the US is... An unbelievable amount of money. million dollars, yeah. But it was in the UK, it's 20 quid. Yeah. And for this fight, for the Logan fight, it was... It was Tenner? It was 20 quid second time, £10 first Do time. you think a KSI Jake Paul fight would do better? I think, I think with the build-up? I think, yeah, I think they hate each other more. I think it could be the a biggest... actual hatred fight. YouTuber think, fight ever. Everyone thinks that Jake's better than Logan. Yeah. We've seen Jake win. We've never seen Logan win, which is a, like builds a story. Mm-hmm. We've seen JJ conquer his brother mm. and in his own backyard, which is great. Mm. <laughs> uh, so that's a great story. Well, yeah, yeah. You just got to boil it down to Jake's beat Deji. Yeah. So they both so, fought the so, brothers. Yeah. So they can both avenge their brothers here. Yeah. This, this is really KSI story. cares oh, too much. <laughs> Eddie Hearn must have seen that third knockdown on Gib and literally the money must have gone in his eyes. Wow. It is, uh, it is mm. such a big event, this. Yeah. JJ, and the whole UK scene hates Jake, right? You, you mm-hmm. brought Jake up, you don't like him. Mm-hmm. Everyone fucking hates Jake Paul. Yeah. So it's a perfect hero versus villain story, which is what everybody wants. We saw Logan, despite the fact he actually likes JJ and JJ likes Logan. Logan tried to play the villain. He dressed in all black in the in the UK press conference. He's a the borderline beret flat cap. Yeah. The moustache. Like, he's, he literally built himself into this, like, criminal style villain yeah everyone knows that a story sells better when it's got a hero and a villain Jake Paul doesn't need to wear a fucking black to be a villain (laughs) everyone hates him so it's perfect AJ is the ultimate hero Mm. and everybody in the UK scene loves him and everyone in the US loves him Mm. also somebody and and again this is speculation I'm not going to know the ins and outs of it trust me he knows nothing (laughs) (laughs) somebody sent me a link yesterday on Instagram DMs I clicked on it it opened up the Coral app on my phone, there's a betting market. They're taking odds on JJ yeah, versus Jake Paul. Yeah, but they do that quite a lot. You can, you can. Why were they taking money for a fight that will never happen? But they, they do that on loads of different fights. Do they? Boxing, especially. Oh. They'll take, they'll take. Um, you, you'll be able to bet on Joshua Tyson Fury right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. 
So he was right. You know nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, if you go to uh, Skybet, you'll be able to bet on um, a, a boxing fight that like is a fantasy boxing fight. That's strange. Right. Yeah, they just pay you back out if it doesn't happen. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is pretty. Who's betting on that? Who's going? Might happen eventually. Here's well, a hundred quid that I might not see until they say it won't. Because you might think that now is the time to get the best odds on Joshua to beat Tyson Fury. Yeah, Who, Tyson Fury knocks out uh, Wilder. Uh, Wilder, and he's like, "Oh well, that odds will come absolutely." Yeah. Mm. Who, who would you be betting on again? Like I'd back JJ to the to the hill. I would think. you? JJ's a great guy. I've got a lot of respect for him. Mm. Um, he's screwed me around a few times. Um, but for like legitimate reasons, but um, there was one client that we worked on that uh, everything had been built up around him mm. being the star and he pulled out three days to go. Oh, shit. And I spent three days working with him to get it done. It was in the midst of the Deji um, fallout. Right. Process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the worst phone call I've ever received. I've got a phone call from Liam, his manager, who again, I get on very, very well. Mm-hmm. And he uh, called me and just went, oh, mate, I don't know what to say, but it's just not going to happen because all this shit was going on. Yeah. And I'd done the PR, like everybody knew that JJ was going to be the, the guy for this deal. Wow. And we never told the client that he pulled out. We just spent three days making it happen. Right. And we, Liam and I can have a strategy, devising a strategy that uh, if we just don't talk to JJ for, for a few days, this we just got to hope this whole situation just ices a bit. Yeah. And if we just keep pushing it, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't doing anything else. Like he was actually going complete blackout on social. I mean, even changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that. Yeah, it was a complete blackout. I'm thinking this is this is done. And we were Aaron and I in the London office were like, we're going to have to literally go. We can't phone the client. Can't email the client saying this. We're going to have to go to them and just say, let's get a room. We just need to tell you something. This is this is bad. Fuck. Um, so- but he pulled through, and he he is honestly the biggest, the best professional in the industry. Really, no ego at all. Mm. Um, there is no ego at all. Like he will listen to everything he's, uh, he needs to do. Yeah. He will tick every box. He'll always over deliver. Um, I've never been let down by JJ except from that one instance. Yeah. But even then he pulled through. Right. But I understood the situation. Yeah. The situation was, was one in a million shot, but when it actually came to it, pulled through. So people listening to this and going, ah, oh, it's, What's he like? Yeah, he's got a lot of money and he's been incredibly successful. But as a bloke, I don't think I've dealt with many people that are better. Uh, we found him really, really likable yeah, when said, he came on. He was probably we were talking about that in the car on the way to the LA fight. Yeah, well, right. We were, we we're saying actually, you was you were unbelievably nervous mm. for JJ. Yeah, despite not knowing him that well, and I was the same. Like, yeah. I just didn't want to see the guy get fucked. Yeah. I, I had well bad anxiety on that day, and and I I worried that like the side men thought, what the fuck is this? Who is this guy to worry that much? But something inside me was just yeah. fretting. We spent a lot of, a lot of time together that night. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I uh, didn't get I didn't get shouted at calling me a B Tech Jack mate that time. <laughs> I went to the, you know I went to the press conference in London, yeah. and uh, obviously we've got a cameraman who follows me and the and the business around for the our daily vlog. I get out of the taxi um, to this. Like this hall, and there's thousands of people outside queuing. I get out of a taxi with a cameraman behind me with this fucking haircut. <laughs> and I get so much abuse. Oh, you B Tech Jack, mate. You're just a shit Jack, mate. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm the shit Jack, yeah, mate. I, I took, I took, uh, it took ages to find the door. You know, when you're stressed, you just try not to engage with anything. Yeah. And you're like, where's the 
fucking door. <laughs> I'm get you have to walk I, back past I've been them. given a fucking VIP pass. What I'm getting is, is shit from kids. I can't film anything here because it's just going to be shit. Like throwing stuff. Oh, I don't need this. Shows how much you're like. <laughs> no, they'd have been throwing rose petals if it was me. You were the B-Tech one, so you're um, getting glass bottles. Yeah, and used uh, condoms yeah. don't know why I said that don't know why I said that you know, you know what we've got um, I, in my office behind me I've got the uh, the t-shirt that Vidal threw at Shannon Briggs Ooh. and the dictionary that uh, <laughs> that was thrown at Shannon Briggs eBay it and uh, Shannon Briggs threw into the crowd about learning more words and thus let's go champ yeah. both those items wow that's a, that's a, them items are like locked into YouTube folk I know now. exactly I yeah. like that you got to that from him saying a condom was thrown yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, when well, you went, I well, part, we've got them. Well, like, okay, it was it was the dictionary, the t-shirt, and the condom in a, in a park. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the condom. <laughs> uh, I, I looked at it on the floor. I thought, I'm going to pick those things up. I think they could be worth something. Yeah, definitely. Years. Why not? Fame MMA. Mm, that didn't go well. What is that? Yeah, it's just been a shit show, isn't it? I just wish it hadn't come so shortly after the JJ fight, which was such a high for YouTube. Yeah, and it. It hasn't crashed and burnt it because I don't think that many people fucking knew about it. But the the fact it tarnished YouTubers' perception of these big events, I think, was a shame. Um, they just picked the wrong people. They picked yeah. two, the 2013 All Star cast. Yeah, I got offered it. Did you? Yeah. Okay, that doesn't surprise I me. I saw 2013 All Star. No, yeah, I got offered it, and I got offered quite a big lump of money yeah, for yeah. it. But I just um, and and but I you g- didn't get we wouldn't get paid it right. Everyone yeah, exactly. Well, apparently they've been paid half. So everyone got paid half beforehand. How was that allowed? What do you mean? 50% well, up front, 50% once the sponsor money's through and stuff. Oh, the so contracts were so bad. Oh, really? So I, I've been speaking to Stu a lot, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to get him back on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Very, very successful. He's he's more in the loop than I am, but we we basically had a, a sit rep call every morning yeah. for 15 minutes where we just bitch about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what have you heard? What have you heard? Just 9.30 every morning, just a quick 15 minute call with Stu just to run through the contract clauses. Little, and little dopamine hit, yeah. start the day nice. Real nerdy contract stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, they got that clause. Oh, 3.2. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there was, we came up with lots of different theories that uh, we thought would that would play out in the in the coming months after it and all of them came true like they they're gonna cease trading on the uk company they moved the shares across from the polish company like it was it was just like so obvious what was going to happen if they didn't make the money they wanted to and just being in the youtube industry looking at that list of people you knew they weren't going to make the money that they needed to Mm -hmm. yeah they just they went a step too far too quick and were forced down a route to pick people that were never going to drive the subs that they required just because they had to put on a YouTube yeah. event. I saw like Georgie, Geordie Sto- Shaw people and Geordie Shaw, Geordie Shaw. What are they? What do they count as? Geordie Shaw cast members on there. You say humans. I saw like a clip from that and I was like, this is the cringiest thing I've watched. Really? I thought JMX was headline, wasn't he? No, he was like, f- like four or five in. So the headline was Sam... Gal, Gal, yeah, Gowland. Yeah. That's mental. They, they had... Um, it was new, in Newcastle, right? So they could sell... Oh, uh, okay. They so had Andrew obviously. Henderson, football yeah. freestyle. I love Andrew Henderson. So do I. I but, but they had him versus Mike Fox. Yeah. Oh. But just... No one cares. No. I like Andrew's content. Yeah. I think he's actually a very good content Well, he's creator. good at keep you up, so I don't care if he punches... <laughs> he's actually very good. Yeah. But, the, uh, but no one cares about... <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> no, he's very good at MMA. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, he's, and he is good at keeping up. He should be. He's a world champion. <laughs> That's what we were both like, yeah. <laughs> I should know, but so. What's Mike Fox good at? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah. But, but no one's cared about Mike Fox since 2012. So yeah. It was, like, it was never going to And even then, it was, it was texting pranks, wasn't it? Yeah. So Saffron Barker's brother was on yeah. there. Yeah. It, just it was, was, a, it was a, a weird lineup. I got offered Kavos. Oh, right. yeah, two-week two all-inclusive. Sorry. <laughs> wow. You should have been offered Ollie White. Yeah. And then there would have actually been like, yeah, it would have been, it wouldn't have been headline stuff. What? Come on! <laughs> Out of that group, I'm sure it would have been. Maybe you're right. What about if I'd have turned up in one of his T-shirts? That's yeah, that headline stuff. That, yeah. But like, that would have at least created conversation. Yeah. All the conversations around, no one actually hates each other going into it. I don't want to have a uh, false kind of like sense of my own ego here, but surely that would have been headline. Yeah, maybe it would have been. Over Geordie Shaw and some other twat. Yeah, maybe it would have been. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll do it. They were doing, you can't forget the Newcastle element of that. They sold, those guys actually sold a decent amount of tickets. Did they? They did like a thousand tickets between them, which is actually quite good. Yeah. Like a boxer who does the O2 and in the undercard would do a thousand. Right. So what was it, was in your opinion, don't know if you can say this, but was it a scam? Don't think it was a scam. I just think it was poorly executed. Um, didn't have the right people around it. We've seen when it's, when it's done well, it can be unbelievably successful. Look at the, all three fights. The Willa fight is probably the best example of something at the level investment wise. Right. Uh, and that was obviously a, a, a big huge success 7,000 yeah. people at the copper box they just went too big too quick with yeah. the wrong people yeah and yeah it's just a, it's just a shame mm. um, but like I said thankfully it was so badly promoted that not enough people know about it to care yeah um, so and nobody in the brand world knows about it they just focus on the KSI Logan they're so, all going to hear about it now yeah everyone listens to this <laughs> oh, yeah. well, well Cam Kirkham did a video about it for Fame MMA I like yeah Cam. I saw that yeah. yeah I mean he didn't rate it did he? no no I, no one did rate it I was kind of I was put off for three reasons one because i'm shit at combat sports two because i've got metal plates in my jaw and three because i had people that's good literally iron chin oh maybe yeah but then if it broke i can't i can't be going through surgery again uh and the third one was i had people in my ear without mentioning any names just telling me to stay away from it like it was gonna be 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 terrible so that that is like that is the value of having decent people around you yeah um because Mm. it's like this isn't this just isn't worth it yeah yeah, yeah. What? Moving on to uh, a few of the horror, horror stories. I know, sure. I know, we're doing a, a bumper long episode here, but I'm finding this utterly fascinating. So, um, fuck you guys. If this is too long for you, fuck yeah, it's my show. Or skip ahead ten minutes, probably get some juicy stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say three words to you. Oh, I know what they are as well. Can you guess? It's gonna revolve around nonce. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen tries nonce Yeah. What's that? It was a mad week. I think Stephen will be very open to for me talking about this. Mm. Um, you know, he's talked about it himself a few times and mm-hmm. referenced it in videos. Uh, and I'm not not gonna. It, it wasn't his fault. He's right? done nothing wrong. No, he's yeah, done nothing wrong. And, yeah. and and we did nothing wrong. Yeah, we, we we were in the hands of the client. The client was TikTok. He's been very open about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are a great client for us. This is the very early stages um, of the conversations. But the and this was, I think, go back to sort of December 2018, if not January 2019. That was sort of time. Uh, and obviously in a nice way, in a weird way and an unexplainable way, especially to a Chinese mega organization, Stephen's audience are affectionately calling him a nonce <laughs> off the back of, uh, Will and E and I'm Alex and people like that mm-hmm. who, who've like pushed this. Yeah. Uh, and now if you go into Stephen's comments under every video, then that's, that's kind of the running joke. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is a very, very difficult thing to explain over the phone to someone in China at 7am in the morning when they go, why is this happening on our video that we've spent a lot of money on? And is that's an impossible thing to explain. Yeah. Um, so, so, right, hang on, role play, right? So I'm the, I'm the guy, right? You're the, uh, I, I'm the Chinese guy. We'll not do the accent. We'll not do the, I'm a Chinese guy. So that we, got, was, we got an email first of all. Right, okay. We didn't see it. We, we didn't ex- it's one of those things you don't plan for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you up, seven in the morning, and I'm asking you, right, ring, 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 ring. Answer the phone. Come on. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he does I, I, not want to do I, I, that. I'm opening my eyes. I go, oh, hello. <laughs> Unknown number. I'm thinking, oh, God. Harry, Harry, Mr. Hugo. Yeah. Why the I fuck? Have to keep the hand here the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> method acting. <laughs> Why the fuck? Are people calling Stephen Tries a nonce on our video? Is he a nonce? He's not. And that was what they believed? <laughs> oh, did he? They, did they? they be- that, was, that was the problem, right? Yeah. Trying to, we had two phases of explanation. One, this, he's not. Mm. And well, we, don't, we can't rule it out, no. really. <laughs> but imagine someone who has no idea of the internet, of the YouTube culture around Stephen and, and even British YouTube humour, mm-hmm. um, who just does, who sees a word they don't understand and Googles it and sees the first return of it, and then goes, we've just spent a lot of money on this. And, and he's a paedophile. And he's a paedophile. Yeah. So that's their first thing. So the first thing I've got to convince them is, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but then that might just seem like you're defending a paedophile. Yeah. <laughs> I, was in, look, I was in a no-win situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the second part of it is educating as to why that is going on. Mm. Um, and then we all came to a very amicable situation um, where we pulled Stephen's part of it, Right. Um, we, as a company, we we took the hit and we paid Stephen. Right. Um. So we didn't get paid for Stephen's bit, but we took the hit, and you know Stephen done all the work. For us. Yeah. He'd come to the shoot day, done all that. Like, it it was what it was. Mm. We we knew that. Um. We'd have to take the hit, but mm. that that's so be it. That's that's part of the game we're in. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, TikTok pulled that part of the campaign. The other, the rest of the campaign was very successful. Like yeah. Simon was part of it, and a few other people. Um and but yeah, mate, that week going back and forth over phone calls, texts, emails, um, yeah, dealing with Stu who mm. was in New Zealand. So I'm like having calls with him at like four in the morning, trying mm. to sort this out. A complete nightmare. But yeah, like, that's the sort of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people just don't see. They see a video go up and they just think that that stays and just like is what it is. Yeah, it is not what it is. So do you think that there's going to be um a way in the future? So I won't mention anyone's name, but if I just said like to my audience if I was a massive cunt right uh, let's pretend let's pretend uh, and I said <laughs> uh, ex-YouTuber go and spam them with the word pedo yeah could that really that how- would really really screw them I mean Stephen must have lost tens of thousands of pounds on brand deals based on, on that I don't Generally. understand can't he just hide the word nonce from his comments see that was the mistake we made on the because the video we hosted was on the TikTok channel yeah um, and we should have had the foresight to uh, hide that word from the get go um, it's not again not one of those things that springs to mind when you're doing a brand no. mm, mm. I don't understand why people affectionately do it if I post a photo on my Instagram of like me and my nieces the amount of comments I just have to delete because people are just going nonce and I'm like yeah, I you, don't get you, it you don't if want people knowing it. that do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you said it it's like you're my mate yeah. making a joke these yeah. are random people yeah, it's and a great joke it's weird follow me a weird cultural phenomenon yeah. Yeah. in the UK YouTube scene we're like, weird yeah um, <laughs> but it doesn't help like people, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you do that honestly you are Possibly if they're, your, if they're your favorite creators, you are you are taking them out of the ability to earn money that they deserve, right? Yeah. I mean, Stephen is a great example of someone who deserves far more money than he gets because 
that is one one example of a reason that he can't get it because he's, he's not deemed that brand safe. Exactly the same as you, right? Yeah. So brand safety is a big thing for big brands who are willing to spend big budget. Mm. Um, and, so yeah, don't fucking do it. Just don't like think about your actions to the person who you like, especially if you're doing it affectionately. If you're doing it because you hate them, fair play. Yeah. But, they, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're doing it because you like them and you think it's funny, then I think, think about it. Think about the repercussions on the individual. Who, yeah. You know, f- forever, if you type in Stephen Tries, the... That's gonna, gonna, that connotation is going to come up. Yeah. Um, Want to talk a bit about your vlogs, but before we get to that, uh, one more question. Um, at this point, I've stopped doing the structured show and I'm just hitting you with bullet points and letting you tell me stuff. What the fuck does Australia Tourist Board mean? Yeah, so we work with the Aussie Tourist Board um, sending UK YouTubers and personalities out to Oz. Uh, and... It's a great campaign for a YouTuber, right? They get to go. I think last year we sent Emily Canham and Adam Wave, yeah, a few other people, and it's an awesome campaign. It's not a huge budget campaign, yeah. Um, not pretending that it is, and mm. the guys who go want to go to Australia, and they get two weeks, yeah, like the most amazing Australian experience, yeah, um, to show people what it's like to go traveling in Australia and the things they can do. Mm. Almost me and you this year. You yeah, told me yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> You're an economy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that so the opportunity is amazing. Um, yes, the financial incentive isn't brilliant, but it's not bad. Like yeah. to get paid to go on an all expenses. Oh, mate, sign like, me up. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Mm. So we sent these two people, and I'm not going to name names, um, but they have fucked us multiple times now. Emily Canham and Adam Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually very good to work. With. But uh, and they, to be fair, picked up a lot of slack from these two who Did fucked they? us. Um, so I've got a lot of respect for them. But these other two. Uh, they went. We paid for everything to get them there. They did the first day. Fat didn't like, decided they didn't like it. Um, like there were five star hotels. They flew business. Like it is a fucking great trip. Yeah. Decided they didn't like it. Japan uh, Rugby World Cups on. They just flew there after one day. What? What? And Fuck. Said, I, I, again, get a phone call in the morning going, um, these two people have just left. What is there no contract like, to tie yeah, them into obviously it? Obviously, we or? don't pay. We don't pay for it. They came back at us and tried to force us to pay it, and we just went. Obviously not. You didn't do. You didn't what you were... do it. What was the, on the what grounds? Of... On what grounds were they trying to get paid? They said that it wasn't what it was cracked out to be. It was a. It was a five star hotel. Like, uh, the other guys thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, Jack and I would stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Get that in writing. <laughs> That's um, insane. Like, it was. It was mad, and then. To see them just go out and enjoy something else, but we'd flown effectively flown them there. Yeah. Um, and then the cheek of them to come back and try and get the money. Yeah, you think yeah. Like, just leave it out there. That is obscene. Yeah. And we have so many examples of that. We got there's so many funny stories. We've seen invoices on scraps of paper, WhatsApp to us with like, <laughs> you owe me £300. Like, what? This whole... The, oh, shit, yeah, show Stevie. Ste- Stevie, I've got it here. You could, don't read who it's from, but look at this in- invoice. This was this was three and a half years ago. This shows how far we've come as an industry. That's asking for the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the most terrible handwriting. Just, it's three hundred pounds. I can only imagine it's either on Snapchat and he's and he's used his finger to like write the letters. Oh wow! It looks kind of digital, right? It doesn't look like it's tech. Like yeah, pen. it's weird. Oh it, that, my god! So it's you owe me three hundred pounds bank transfer. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My favourite part so, of that is that he did that and went. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. looks about right. And yeah. the, and we get we obviously deal with lots of Facebook pages. Facebook pages on the whole are run out of 
you know, Facebook group pages run out of like India and Kosovo and Albania and like people that English is their second language. Yeah. But honestly, some of the conversations are like, I went around the office to try and get some horror stories before I came on here. And uh, one of the guys just popped up and went, oh, tell him about the time I got, um, <laughs> I got threatened to be killed. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. Yeah, I was, oh uh, yeah, I was talking to this guy who owns a, a football page on Facebook and he's Russian. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, I want to do a collaboration with you guys. Uh, we'll, we'll pay for it. And, uh, and the Russian guy just went, pay me now. And the, <laughs> my, the guy who works for us went, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you. This is what we want to do. He said, no, pay me now. And, and he would reply with like, okay, look, we, we're going to negotiate what that is. Um, but this is what we want you to do. Um, can you send over your bank details and things like that? And he went, no, pay me now. It's like, yeah, but we need your bank. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need some sort of conversation here yeah. other than pay me now. We understand there's a transaction. At this involved. point, you would have liked that bit of paper. And we just kept going back and forth. And yeah. <laughs> kept going back and forth and to the point where he's like, you are a dick. You suck dick. You suck dick. It's like, what? <laughs> How has it gone from I'm going to give you money to you suck dick? Yeah, I mean, I do, but that's, then, that's besides the point. Yeah. the money for. Yeah. And, and then it changed to I know people in Russia. We, we, we well, kill I should you hope so. <laughs> I know other people. <laughs> we kill you if you know pay. And we're like, tell us how to pay the money. <laughs> At so, this yeah. point, it was fearing for your life. Yeah, yeah. You were paying them just we're for just, that. Like, we, we deal that's with insane. so many crazy situations. I sent you something this morning. I can also show you this, Steve. Oh, yeah, Harry, while I get this, this up, just explain what this is. About this. So this is a client with what we're currently working with, uh, Instagram influencer, who sends, we, we get influencers to send their analytics after they've done the campaign. Look, somebody's added a six there. So there's Photoshop. So people send us Instagram uh, analytics from their screenshots and they Photoshop their numbers to make them look better, which is fine. Like, I, get your, your, I get the hustle. It's 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 scamming everybody, but I get the hustle. And then someone's taken it to a whole new level. <laughs> Stevie's just seen that is not real. So the first one, the first screenshot Jack showed Stevie was literally. Uh, it's a good Photoshop. Can can I if I hide who the influencer is? Yeah, can, can I put, put these up? up? Yeah, yeah. What so, even with her face? Uh, no, hide the. Influencer. All right, okay. <laughs> I tried to push my hide the influencer and Hide the brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the first one, uh, which has now been shown, is. Is like a good Photoshop. You could, after a bit of, after a few seconds of working out, you can see it's the Photoshop. Gap's not the, quite right. The, so quite the, right. the six and the four is terrible. Too close together. Yeah, terrible. Too close together. Yeah. The second one, which was sent, is a batch of four images on stats. The four other ones are real, unphotoshopped, and then that one just <laughs> obviously just wasn't that didn't perform that well. So they've just drawn in some stats, <laughs> but, but it's not in a type. It's handwritten <laughs> on like a tablet or on the phone. So the, the, the font is in the, the real stat is in seven uh, is in a uh, white and uh, the, the handwritten it's is in black, in black. but and it's <laughs> poorly handwritten as what? well. Uh, have they just given up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they've just accepted defeat. That is live. Like that's not me going back in the archives. To that was this morning that came in this morning. Wow. Do you reply to something like that? We just like you. We can't pay you for this. Obviously, you're just trying to. You're just trying to scam us. It is what it is. We're not out here to. Like I said, throughout this, we're not out here to screw people. But don't try and screw us. So at this point, are they? What are they paid per action or something? No, we're no. That's why it's even weirder. We pay per. Like we, you know, we've done deals with you. you pay per video. Yeah, per and story. We, yeah, we take the liability on what the actions are taken off the back of it, based on our data and mm. what we think is going to happen off the back of someone putting a video or a story up. Yeah, how many clicks they get, how many conversions they get. So we don't pay based on how many impressions or how many clicks or anything. 
they've just gone, okay, well, maybe they'll give me more money if I do really well. Yeah. Be- or, for next time. Yeah, using next me. time. And we're like, well, <laughs> at least try a bit yeah. harder. <laughs> or embarrassment to be like, oh, only seven people actually. Yeah, it's embarrassing. That's about a good this. point. That's, it, it could be embarrassment, but <laughs> that's more embarrassing. That is fucking embarrassing. That, they gave that, up. that is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, God, right. Um, I'm cautious of time. So, Harry, before we get on to uh, Twitter questions... Mm. Um, of which there were some good ones. You, yeah, there were, there were some very good ones. So, guys, if you do want to follow Jack's Happy Hour on Twitter, please do that. I'm, I'm As I said, I'm banned on Twitter at the moment, so, so follow that's that what one. you're using. Uh, <laughs> you, you, uh, you're part of a, a daily vlog on yeah, Go. Yeah, so we, we've taken to the YouTube scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you very kindly um, talked about us in a mm-hmm. main channel video a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, we've been daily vlogging for 256 episodes that's now. great effort um every day we release monday tuesday wednesday thursday sunday nice um and yeah it's just behind the scenes it's this so, what we talk about every day that's what i was going to say if you've enjoyed this, this podcast and you want to see more of it on a daily basis in more manageable chunks because we're getting on to what bloody two Hour hours and a half, yeah. oh, oh my god but um yeah go go and check it's it out five minutes a day like we're not trying to take up every minute of your day <laughs> but we talk about youtube the inner workings of it what brands are looking for what YouTubers are doing. YouTubers feature on the on the vlog. Mm. You're in with us on the LA. We've mm-hmm. got the Sidemen on quite a lot. Yeah. You were filming today. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. filming today. So that, that'll be on, yeah, uh, tomorrow's episode. So yeah, we, we're the behind the scenes of YouTube. And if you're interested in that, if you're interested in this, you're interested in what Stu talked about on the Happy Hour podcast a few months ago, then it's probably the the best fix you can get of behind the scenes action of YouTube every single day. Mm. Um, because very, I, very few people talk about it. I thoroughly enjoy it and I do endorse it. So go and check it out. Is that the the goat agency? The goat agency, yeah. G-O-A-T, as in the, the, the horned farm animal. Yeah. You, know, you do like uh, you're on a phone call and they go, well, give me your email address. It's like goat agency. It's like, go agency. No, the horned farm animal. Type and you go, oh, no. Are you, are you called that because of the greatest of all time? Yeah, we didn't tell anyone that for the first three years until we were. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool, but that's, I also, I thought that the the acronym GOAT for meaning that has only been about recently. I don't know. So it was we about re- four at Sport Lobster, we did loads of deals with the American sports companies, right. and we realized that Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, they were called the GOATs. Oh. Uh, so that's been an American so thing for a long, long time. And then recently it's become Lionel Messi, etc., uh, Federer, yeah. uh, into the European sports. But yeah, it's been an American thing for a long time. So in the office, before we started GOAT, uh, and bear in mind, this is a sports company in 2012 where mm. PC wasn't a huge thing. Diversity wasn't massive. Mm. Uh, we were 70 employees, 69 male. Fuck. Uh, and uh, we just found it funny. If we would call things, if things were good, we'd call them goat. Yeah. Oh, that's goat, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah, And if yeah. things were bad, we'd call them woke. Worst of all time. So oh. it was either goat or woke. So yeah. when we came to actually naming the company, we're like, I just call it goat or woke. And then we thought, well, we can't call it woke. We know the acronym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to call it goat. No, I like it. It's a good name. Good name. Uh, we are going to finish on a few relatively quick fire uh, Twitter questions. These have been submitted by users who follow the Happy Hour account. Uh, first one we'll go for. Um, and this is an interesting one. One that I'm going to be interested in hearing the answer to. Liam B0117 says. Where do brands like Raid Shadow Legends come from? But more than that, how do they see a return on the thousands of pounds they clearly pump into these YouTubers? Yeah, so where do they come from? Normally, I think I said it earlier on the podcast, normally these, these games are coming out of China. Right. Um, so they're very well backed. Uh, even uh, ByteDance, which owns TikTok, has a lot of mobile games. They're a mobile business. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of them are coming with billions of dollars uh, in like the studio. Mm-hmm. And then they use... Um, they, they will basically launch hundreds of games and then they'll work out which one gets the best return. And everything, to answer the second part of the question, 
it's down to the lifetime value of the customer. So yeah, they might get only a smallish um, influx of new users, but if those new users go on to spend 50, 100 pounds each on the game in order to level up and do those things, you don't need that many people in order to make a lot of money. So they, they launch 100 games, they work out which five generate good lifetime value per user, and then they pump money into that because they know they can print money. Wow. So if they know that they can pay £10,000 to get uh, 1,000 new players, then they only need each person to, to pay £100 um, each mm. over the course of their life in order to make that investment worth it. Right. Uh, and they're doing that sum based on something that they've done in the, in the past, which they know has... They know it's worked. But do you, and this, as a YouTuber, this could be completely shooting myself in the foot here, but do you do you not feel that the YouTube audiences now skip that part of the video? That's what I worry about. I worry when I start a video, hi guys, this video is sponsored. They go, yeah. clip, skip to the bit. Yeah, I think that there's definitely a percentage of people that do that. I think um, if you look at Joe Weller's latest I mean, it might not be his latest by the time this goes out, but mm. if you go back to his collaboration with Nico and Milana, which was sponsored by Curve, right? Um, the credit card company, which have done a few different yeah. um, sponsors with Calix, Carfreezy. Yeah. Um, so he did it at the start, first maybe 30 seconds. Then he cut, like almost did like an ad break in the middle. Oh. And then he finishes the whole video by saying, don't forget, like you could do that. So that's quite a nice way of doing it. Um, but I think what's interesting for people listening is the YouTuber's price different ways of doing the ad in different ways. Um, and there's two different types of YouTube format. You can mm-hmm. either buy an integrated video or mm-hmm. you can buy a dedicated video. Yeah. Dedicated video is when you are paying the YouTuber to create a whole video about a topic. So you might have seen all the Formula E videos that have gone out over the last two or three years where yeah. people have traveled around the world. All your favorite YouTubers have uh, traveled around the world and um, gone to Formula E races. That was us. Um, and that's a dedicated video. They have to travel. They're doing something just about one thing. Now, that could also be about the city they're going to and all those different things, but really it's a Formula E documentary. They're yeah, to. yeah, yeah. As opposed to a <clears throat> small, And a great short... example, if you haven't seen any of those, Joe Weller's one of that is fucking great. The is Santiago it? one is brilliant. It's classic old school Joe Weller. Yeah. And he takes his mum. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's a dedicated, and an integrated is a deal where you do it for what would be a more traditional ad segment. So, mm-hmm. The deal is always uh, the feature has to happen in the first 120 seconds for at least 90 seconds. Right. Um, so that's why you see lots of the YouTubers uh, do the ads right at the start, mainly because retention on YouTube normally comes out between 45 and 80%. Right. And very, very few people on average watch right to the end of every video. Yeah. You'll see that with these podcasts and these clips. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's cheaper to put an ad at, the end of a video only than it is to put it at the start and obviously if you add into multiple parts then it's more expensive too but that's the thinking behind it right that's a great insight um, so for yeah those it's that, a different ways of buying things yeah um same with instagram stories right you can buy one slide or they'll do a youtube will do a discount for three or four slides yeah um because they're creating a story that feels a bit more authentic yeah for sure um and youtube has never like people are thinking, oh yeah, YouTube is doing it just for the money, just for the money. Honestly, the amount of deals that YouTube has turned down is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so don't feel like your your favorite creator is doing something just because they're getting paid twenty five grand. I like, think I turned down about eighty percent, but that's purely yeah. just because I'm a lazy. No, camp. yeah, 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 you are. Um, <laughs> the, just take something. <laughs> but the, it's true that I don't, I don't want to force. Like I said, right at the start, I'm not a talent manager. I'm not trying to force you to get it. I get no benefit. I get no extra money for mm. you doing the deal mm. the problem with talent managers they want you to do the deal because they don't earn anything unless you do yeah whereas i don't care i've already got the money yeah so i'm just trying to distribute that money to the right people now, yeah if that person doesn't believe that they're the right person that's fine 
I'll just go and find someone else who I do think that it is and they want to do it. Right. That's um, fair enough. So yeah. Um, the, the username want account back, which could be me, I guess, <laughs> uh, said, who is the YouTuber who is most unlike their on-screen persona? Doesn't have to mean it's a bad thing. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think KSI. Do you? He's very, he's, he is quite, he's quite timid. Not yeah, timid. Yeah, not timid. That's the wrong word, placid. He is what you can only describe as a born performer. Yeah. Turn a camera on. Yeah. He's a different bloke. I, I talk to about I talk about him to people who don't know him or have never met him as KSI and JJ. Mm. You've got JJ who he'll come into the studio, he'll be mates with everyone, he'll he'll say hello to everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter if yeah. you're the, does, yeah. the person who's making the tea yeah. or uh the, the host of the podcast, he'll, yeah. he'll say hello to everybody. And then bang, lights are on, he's KSI. He's laughing like he laughs, he, he's he, he's just a performer. Yeah. Um so I think actually and this isn't a bad thing at all. I no. think he's it, that's how you can stay sane. You can't have that level of energy every single day. No. Um, and I respect him for that. Like mm. He's uh, he's learned when to switch it on, when not to, and he's he's being true to himself. That yeah. is his natural um, performance element. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I even inflate how I, I am. I want to say, yeah. you, you get a lot of people say to you, that they expect you're more you to be more of a cunt. You're more reserved than, than you are on, on screen. You're much more outspoken on YouTube than you are behind the scenes. But not, you, not yeah. Your opinions are always the same, yeah. but you're, you're, you're more cautious with your opinions. You're like, look for credibility more than you do on, yeah. on a YouTube video. Oh, would you agree on the podcast from just me though? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah, why I like doing boring. this. Yeah, <laughs> I can feel, I, I feel sane. You're not this. Jack mate on here. You're just Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Everyone's on YouTube. Everyone's got their like, character which is what they created when they were five when it was five years ago mm. um and they've had to live up to that character for the rest of the time it's kind of the it's kind of and we see it like it was pointless blog mm. and now it's healthy days yeah had to go, i'm not pointless blog anymore that was a character yeah zoella yeah. did the same thing zoella's now yeah there's yeah, no zoe sug so i think that's a really it's a key indicator to see what actually youtube's becoming they're becoming who they are whereas but previously they were very much characters i think that's a lovely way to to end it to be fair. Um, Harry, uh, I'm sweating my tits off here. Yeah, but you still look, you still look not be hot. You still look gorgeous to me, mate. Uh, because look you look like, like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, as, as I've mentioned a few times, we were just pals. So I was like, yeah, come on. Wasn't too sure how, how it would go. One of my favourite episodes. Yeah, it's like, brilliant. Mate. Such a great insight. So open, so so honest. And uh, well, let's hope the uh, the audience agree. Or they'll just. I mean, we aim for an hour, and well, we're now at about an hour forty. Yeah, uh, that's mainly because we've got fuck all else to do after this. But <laughs> <laughs> still, credit to you for for uh, coming with so many stories and whatnot, guys. If you did enjoy this episode and you do want to go and follow Harry, uh, where can they find where can they find you? Yeah, go into the Go Agency on YouTube. Yeah, oh, there's there's Jackmate content on there, ready for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And um, if you if you did enjoy it then do let us know and we'll rope harry back in when he's got a spare hour or two in the, nice. in the coming months thanks very much guys harry cheers mate thank you very much stevie thank you been a pleasure this has been jack makes happy hour and we will see you in a bit jack makes happy hour this was a stakhanov production